Hello, friends, and welcome back. Cass here, and another episode of The Scare View. This week, I'm really excited um, to, you know, basically tackle a title that's, uh, well, we're dealing with the whole premise, premise of remakes. I mean, are they good? Are they bad? Can they bring, you know, bring it up to the plate? Can they handle this? Well, we'll wait and see. Personally, I thought, you know, well... We'll get into it. Either way, guys, gotta say, what a time to be alive. It's uh, fascinating, um, scary, and uh, at the same time, somewhat enlightening in certain moments. But uh, either way, I do have to uh, wish my fellow Canadian uh, listeners uh, the uh, happy Thanksgiving, you know, our past weekend here. What a wonderful time. And fall is definitely a great time to be Canadian and just celebrate, you know, all the wonderful colors we get to see that a lot of people, you know, for those of you who don't get to see that sort of thing this time of the year, it's uh, it's truly beautiful and magnificent. But uh, that being said, you know, at the same time, you know, like I said, it's kind of scary out there. And the news, it's just extremely aggravating and depressing. And uh, we need time to escape. And October is certainly a time to watch as many spooky movies um, and just you know, totally escape all the terror that's out on your front step. <laughs> but essentially, you know, this one just happened to creep up. And uh, I I was intrigued when I first saw the trailer. But I'll admit, these are big shoes to fill. So I guess without further ado, let's stop beating around the bush and finally check out The Invisible Man. As the attorney representing Adrian's trust, I'm required to read a prepared statement. Cecilia, although our relationship was far from perfect, I thought that you would talk to me rather than run away. Are you okay? Open the door! What happened to him? He cut his wrist. Per his final wishes, you're getting $5 million. Contingent, of course, on the fine print. He can't be ruled to be mentally incompetent. It just doesn't make any sense. What? Adrian wouldn't kill himself. Listen, you're getting your freedom back, okay? Don't let him haunt you. Hello? I'm scared. You don't have to be scared of him anymore. He was a sociopath, completely in control of everything. He said that wherever I went, he would find me, walk right up to me, and I wouldn't be able to see him. Are you okay? Someone sitting in that chair. I found something that can prove what I'm experiencing. You need help. Adrian is dead. I went to his house today. He's not dead. I have a pile of ashes in the box that would disagree with you. He has figured out a way to be invisible. Only thing more brilliant than inventing something that makes you invisible is coming up with the perfect way to torture you, even in death. Adrian's true genius was how he got in people's heads. Don't come any closer. Hey! I'm not crazy. Please listen to me. You're saying the person trying to kill you 
Sam? He's listening. Where are you? Where are you? Show yourself! Come on! Do it! There you are. Even in the trailer, you just pick up on Elizabeth Moss's unbelievable performance. But uh, anyways, The uh, the Invisible Man, 2020 science fiction horror film. Probably one of the few films of 2020. But anyways, written and directed by Lee 1L, a contemporary adaptation of the novel of the same name by H.G. Wells and a reboot of the Invisible Man series um, following a woman who believes she's being stalked by an abusive partner despite him apparently of, uh, you know, have apparently committing suicide. And of course, as I said, the film stars Elizabeth Moss, Eldis Hodge, Storm Reed, Harriet Dwyer, Oliver Jackson Cohen, and uh, essentially international co-production between the U.S. and Australia. So development for The Invisible Man began as early as to, uh, 2007. Project uh, was announced as a you know part of the universal shared cinematic universe, which we're going to break uh, break down and into what that means and where Universal was going. Uh, but essentially, this film was going to be you know more of like a I think basically a typical remake of The Invisible Man starring Johnny Depp. Uh, But sadly, after the 2017 critical and financial failure called The Mummy, (laughs) basically uh, this was completely halted and totally put on pause uh, until about 2019 when the studio changed their plans from a serialized universe to films based on individual storytelling and the project uh, sort of re-entered development. And uh, basically, we pick up from there. So um, it's uh, kind of interesting um, where this film sort of, you know, how it started and where it ended. But I'm very excited to sort of break this down for you guys. Um, Development for The Invisible Man began as early as I said, 2007, when David S. Guire was hired to write the screenplay. Goyer <laughs> remained attached to the project as late as 2011, with little to no development on the film. Flash forward, we're into 2016, and uh, the project was announced to be revived as part of the Universal Shared Cinematic Universe, and this was intended to consist of their classic monsters. As I said, Johnny Depp was cast in the uh, title role for the film, Ed Solomon writing the screenplay, and the film was planned as part of the Universal Pictures modern-day reboot of the Universal Monsters. This was going to be Dark Universe, so, you know, think Marvel, you know, how good, how um, well, how good, how great the studio and how, you know, notorious it's become. Universal was looking for the same kind of deal. So um, the films, of course, started with The Mummy. It was followed up with Bride of, well, Bride of Frankenstein 2019. And producer Alex Kurtzman share, uh, stated that fans should expect at least one film per year in uh, the shared film universe. However, once The Mummy was released with negative critical reception and box office returns, it was deemed by the studio as less than expected. And uh, changes, of course, being made to the Dark Universe to f- focus on more of an individual, uh, s- well, as I said, individual storytelling and, uh, you know, basically just that singular narrative. And uh, moving on from, uh, you know, sort of this shared universe concept that, you know, the only one I can compare to is Marvel, where you can kind of bounce between the movies and, you know, basically everybody ex- coexists within this same modern day 
place, you know, planet, blah, blah, blah. So in January 2019, Universal announced that all future movies based on the characters would focus on standalone stories as opposed to interconnectivity. Successful horror film producer Jason Bloom one of the best round of applause uh founder of a production company bloomhouse productions as we know had uh, various times publicly expressed his interest in reviving and working on future installments within the dark universe films the film was set to be written and directed by lee monell and produced by bloom himself but would not star depp as previously reported now during an interview with cinema blends real blend podcast on february 26 22nd, 2020, Lee Wynnell stated that the movie is not part of any cinematic universe, including the dark one. Uh, Basically stated, and I quote, it was weird. This film came about in a really random way. It wasn't like I plugged into some kind of world building. I just finished, I just finished Upgrade. They called me in for a meeting with some of these Universal and Bloomhouse execs. And, you know, I go to this meeting and they didn't really talk about Upgrade. I mean, they said they liked it but then they moved on. So I'm sitting on this couch thinking, what am I here for? What is this meeting about? And then they started talking about the invisible man. So casting had begun March, 2019 and Elizabeth Moss entered early negotiations to star as the main character, uh, with official casting, um, you know, basically into the following month, as I said, you know, Storm Reid, Elvis Hodge, uh, Harry Dwyer and, uh, Oliver Jackson Cohen, you know, kind of filling in our title roles and, uh, the per- if principal photography would begin July 16th, 2019 and ending in September, 2019 in Sydney, Australia. And, uh, the release, you know, would see a brief theatrical release coming out February 28, 2020, with, of course, the world coming to a screeching halt a few weeks later. And uh, reception-wise, doing fairly well, but like I said, because we only have those few weeks to kind of go on, the box office release kind of sounds small, but uh, projected to gross 24 to $30 million. Uh, its opening weekend made $1.65 million. Um, in just the Thursday night previews. So that's pretty, pretty good. But um, sadly, not a whole lot of information on how much it actually made, especially because this would be one of the few films that you would see kind of enter into this new at-home theater release, um, which they don't really have the numbers, at least so I could find. But if you do, I'm really fascinated to know, just because I'm kind of curious where the future could go for uh, for film itself. But uh, let's get into the reviews here. Holding a solid 91% um, with 171 reviews for the film and a very, you know, very positive um, rating with a majority of the reviews just basically stating it's smart, it's well acted, and above all, it does have some scary moments. Uh, the Invisible Man, you know, proving that Basically, sometimes the classic source material for a fresh b- reboot can be hiding in plain sight. And um, basically, the only kind of negative review I could find was Nicholas Barber from BBC giving the film two out of five stars, claiming that the latest remake of H.G. Wells' tale uh, offers a timely feminist spin, but it's lacking in thrills. 
Now, I did find something kind of interesting. Uh, November 2019 announced that a spin-off film centered around our female counterpart from The Invisible Man was going to be put into development. Elizabeth Banks would star in, direct, and produce a new adaptation basically called The Invisible Woman um, and uh, based on her own original story pitch. So I'm kind of waiting to see where that could go, but um, very interested to see. It sounds, uh, it sounds pretty fascinating. So my thoughts, I absolutely loved it. Um, somewhere, I don't know, maybe about 25 minutes, 30 minutes in, I was like, there's just something about this that feels familiar, comfortable, and I absolutely love the directing technique. Once I found out it was Lee Winnell, it totally made fucking sense. I mean, since Saw, he has been one of my all-time favorites in the horror industry. Uh, and just, like I said, it was a total surprise to see his name. Um, but it explains basically why this film works and why it's so much better than The Mummy. Um, you know, Frankenstein, any of these kind of bogus remakes we've been seeing since around, you know, I'd say 2010 and so on. Um, but uh, Lee Winnell, if you want to lead this torch and you know, feel free. I'm very excited because the invisible man, I mean, yeah, it is in the category with universal monsters, but this is actually a sci-fi story. That's what HG Wells wanted. Um, and Lee Winnell kind of takes that, updates it, gives it this like modern twist. You know, it's kind of slight sci-fi with these horror thrills, um, that are, it's, it's fabulous. And alongside this wonderful, Unfucking remarkable performance from Elizabeth Moss. Um, like I said in the, tr- you know, when we listen to the trailer, she's unfucking believable, um, and she just makes the character so relatable. You know, as the viewer, you just your heart breaks, it aches for her, and she just ah, oh, wonderful, just fabulous. If you can't tell, I've been perhaps watching a manor, a certain manor film on Netflix, and it's just absolutely splendid. But uh, anyways, um, The Invisible Man, it's smart, it's emotional, and fucking cost-effective, and that friggin' works so well. When you leave it up to the audience, and this is a technique that Alfred Hitchcock was famous for, your imagination is your worst enemy, and that's what Lee Whannell does. You know, he leaves it, it's totally suggestion. It's just left up to us, the viewer. You know, the panning of couches to chairs, just empty rooms, but you just, between the music, the lighting, there's the presence, and that, it does it for you. You're just totally linked, and um, it's it's fabulous. Uh, can't say enough, but uh, yeah, we want to get super technical. Some of the plot, if you really start questioning things and really examine it, there's just logic, little logical details that just gets kind of silly, you know, and you're like, okay, well, what about this? And you're like, well, what about that? And then it's like, wait a minute. And then you basically just have to lose yourself in the, well, two hours and 10 minutes, I believe is the length of this one. It's actually pretty long for a thriller, but, uh, once you'd sort of just let those questions go, it's really, really well done. But the film completely falls apart in certain moments if you really question it. For example, a certain scene in a restaurant, if there is any form of security camera, boom, there's her story completely collaborated. But 
apparently not. And, and, you know, basically, like I said, just sort of loot, stay in the moment, just lose yourself in the plot, like the story that's going on and just don't question it too, too much. And you'll just absolutely fall in love. And, uh, you know, all said and done, I'd give this film about a B plus, B minus. It's, like I said, there's some little things that need to be worked on, but outside of that, Lee Winnell did a wonderful job. And I'm super, super excited hearing that uh, he's apparently to be working on an Escape from New York movie. It's going to be fucking fabulous. So excited, so pumped. Um, so guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, you know, definitely means the world to me. And uh, I hope everyone's October's treating them with full, you know, they're having such wonderful spooky delights. And, uh, guys, if you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review, you know, all of this just, like I said, means the world to me and helps the scare of you in the long run. So it's wonderful. And, uh, if you want to see what antics, uh, I'm up to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. And, uh, if you want to, you know, drop a line, say hello. I'm certainly there in the, uh, the interim and, uh, guys, as always, you know, Try to live your life to the fullest. Of course, you know, wear your mask because science is real and your role matters. You know, your voice matters. Always, always, at all points does your voice matter. And guys, as always, you know the rule. Keep calm. Stay creepy.